and this is Sila. Hi, and I'm Greg. For this episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about death. <laughs> and dreams. <laughs> and dreams. Um, and the reason we're thinking about this, it's we've had a lot of death in the family in these last five years. Yeah. Um, Mostly on my side. <laughs> yeah. It's, and yeah. It's, uh, it's been an interesting few years. Um, I know I'm the youngest on my side of the family. Um, mm-hmm. And with my cousins, sisters. Uh, so I feel like all I've been seeing in the last few years have been funerals and um, just losing close ones. Um, so it's been a difficult few years um i know you're the oldest yeah with your cousins and brother i'm the first you're the the first so um (laughs) thankfully for you yeah you haven't gone through a lot of what i've yeah i mean i've seen my um most of my well my mom's uh parents pass away and my dad's uh father pass away but uh, my grandmother is still here mm-hmm. Your <laughs> so, one yeah my one grandma is here but you know i've seen grandparents go and yeah uh, so i um i grew up not knowing uh, my dad's mother or father um so that grandmother and grandfather i never met they had died before i was born um my grandfather i think i was uh one and a half or two when he passed so i only remember my my maternal grandmother Mm -hmm. um and she passed away when i was in college um and that was really difficult because she was the only grandparent that i grew up with and she lived with us in Lebanon and also here in Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, in the last few years, it's been uncles and aunts just passing. Um, yeah. And it's been really difficult. I lost my um, mother's sister this past summer. She was she lived in New York City. Uh, we used to visit her all the time. Uh, we She was probably the closest um, aunt that I had. <clears throat> and um, it's been really difficult for my mom as well. That was her last surviving um, sibling. Um, so I feel like the last few years for me have been really hard. Um, just watching people that I've been close with um, mm-hmm. leaving. Mm-hmm. And it's just made me think about death and, you know, what comes in the afterlife mortality um, and the time we have on this planet yeah and, and, um, ones and yeah i think when you're really young it's not something you think about mm-hmm. unless um you lose someone at that age but at this point in my life i feel like uh time is so limited with the people we love and and it, it just life feels so precious, and yeah. um, we we and were all talking we have about, is their memories. And, yeah, yeah, and and we were talking about dreams, yes. and then um, <laughs> Which sensing is, death yeah. before it comes. And yeah. um, I just thought about a dream that my mom told me about just a couple of weeks ago. Um, so her sister, my aunt, passed away this summer, 
in New York City. Her husband, who was 10 years older, more than 10 years older than her, um, outlived her by six months. Yeah. So he just passed away a few weeks ago. And with him, we were all kind of prepared. Yeah. And we knew he wasn't going to last long after her death. Um, And it was such a hard blow to him uh, seeing his younger wife um, uh, die before him. Plus, they've been together for how many years? Over 50 years. Yeah, see, when you spend over 50 years together and then one day that person you've been with for over 50 years is not there, uh, it's pretty hard to take. Yeah. I I can't even imagine. Yeah, and you assume that person is going to be with you until the end. And then she dies before him. And there was nothing. She she had no medical issues. Um, So for him, I think it was really difficult. So going back to the dream... My mom um, saw him in a dream a few weeks ago, and she said he appeared to her, and he looked beautiful. He looked younger. This is before he passed away. Before he passed, yeah. yeah. And he looked younger and at peace, and he just smiled at her and kind of... uh, It was almost like going back in time with him, and he seemed happy. Mm. As if he was telling her, I'm fine. Yeah. But he was still alive. So when she woke up, I remember her calling me and telling me about the dream. And she said, he, he's dying. He, he's yeah. going to die in the next few days. I know it. Yeah. And she told me about the dream. And then she told me about her brother um, decades ago. And yeah. he died when he was young. Uh so she would tell us the story. Um, I had heard it several times. But dreaming about her brother-in-law just a few weeks ago, it made her remember uh, the moment where she saw her brother in person. So this was several decades ago. He was in his early 50s. Uh, and this is... Um, my mother's oldest sibling, who was 16 years older than her. And she saw him a few days before he had his brain aneurysm, and she said that his face looked almost angelic and calm. And she remembers telling him how peaceful he looked and uh, radiant. and it, it just seemed strange, she said, the way he looked. It wasn't often the way she remembered him. And, of course, two days later, he had the brain aneurysm um, and then went into a coma, which lasted almost a month. A neighbor, older woman, was caring for me while mm-hmm. she was at the hospital with him. Mm-hmm. And I was, I think... Two okay. at that point. Yeah, this is in Lebanon. In Lebanon, okay. yeah. yeah. And this older woman, um, so no one had told me what was going on with my uncle. And this older woman, this neighbor, asked me, uh, what's what's going on with your uncle? Um, where Where is he? And apparently I told her he died. Oh, and, and you I, were two years I, old. I was two and I had wow. no idea what... Yeah, he what, was going through, yeah. or no one had talked about him yeah. to me. 
And she didn't tell my mom anything until my uncle actually passed. And then, wow. And then she told her. Yeah. And she said, you know, this child yeah. felt that your brother was going to pass. And, um, and my mom, of course, was surprised because she hadn't said anything yes. to me. Yeah. And it just makes you wonder... You well, know, if, isn't if there, people well, isn't come there, to us in dreams yeah, or... But isn't there also this, I don't know if it's a theory or whatever, and there's this way of thinking that the child, obviously, being a newborn, is closer to the other side, and then as they get older, they kind of forget where they're from, and then, you know, and they're, they're how should I explain that the child would be closer to being an intuitive I guess, mm-hmm. um, and as they get older, they forget. Maybe all we're of more that. in tune. With, yeah, um, you're more in tune the other with side. the universe or the other side, yeah. or call it what you will, you know. Uh, but things that we're not supposed to know. Yeah. And uh, and you know that stuff works its way in through our dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and because uh, I have uh, a similar story uh, about a dream and my grandfather, I could tell you. But right after you're done, if mm-hmm. you wanted to finish. Or talk about more. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, what I wanted to mention is that um, I I think we can sense certain things Mm. uh, at certain points in our lives. And for whatever reason, um, I think people come into our lives and then they're gone. And, um, you know, when they're gone, like with my aunt... I went and saw her and uh, at the funeral, and it was almost like it wasn't her. And it's, um, you know, once the soul passes, mm-hmm. I feel like it's... The it body just, just looks empty. Yeah, it's, the, and it's, it's an empty shell. And it's not the person you knew. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I looked at her body, and I thought, this isn't my aunt. And yeah. it was just this strange feeling of, where is she now? And... Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's kind of difficult thinking about it right now, and I I don't know why we <laughs> honestly thought yeah, about it's, talking about this, but it's just yeah. it. I I probably I said, mean, it's, said it's, that we should talk about it yeah. just because the, because it the was last recent. Four years, yeah, plus yeah. your your uncle passing, well, well your aunt's husband passing away has been in the last four couple years. of years. Yeah, a couple so I of lost days. Yeah. I lost my um, yeah. dad's brother. Uh, my uncle, my aunt, my my dad's sister, yeah, um, my mother's sister, and her husband in the last yeah. four years. Yeah. So I feel, and they all happened in New York. Yeah. Uh, so the last four years, New York City has all been about funerals. Yeah. Um, and it was uh, the opposite for us. It was only uh, full of joy um, before then. Um, I know you hate New York City. I, I, like, I didn't say like, I hate New York like, City. Uh, it's the worst place in the world. But was I was I, I getting, well. I mean, for nothing against New Yorkers, I love New Yorkers. That's fine. It's just no, going <laughs> going going into New York with all the traffic and being. Um, you know, like an introvert, as we discussed, uh, like being around lots of people or a big crowd always gives me, you know, that that thing, the shakes, I guess you could say, or You're whatever. You're the same in Boston. I'm the same in Boston. I'm the same anywhere. There's a lot of people yeah. in the city and buildings. I'm more of a country guy. I love quiet and country and 
uh, forests and you know just that I don't like big buildings or the concrete jungle so it's not really New York it's just anything yeah Mm -hmm. listening to birds instead of taxis honking so you know they don't do it to me as as someone who did her masters in environmental science yeah she's the opposite I I love I love nature as well I'm not the opposite but I I also love the city I love seeing people but New York City has a special place in my, my heart because um, it was the first place we came to when we arrived in the U.S. And um, it was because my uncle and two aunts were there. They were um, in Queens. And... Um, <laughs> And, and I, I can't. Of, I can't. When, when, whenever you and mention your Queens, is like coming to coming America. to America. Right. Anytime you mention Queens, my mind directly goes there. So, <laughs> so I can't help it. I'm sorry. You know, and I want to start. You know, Singing. saying the lines from uh, from, from that movie. What, she's a queen to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not singing that. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, so when we came, it was we were greeted by my uncle and aunts, and uh, it was, um, you know, I remember that. I was 10, almost 11, and uh, everybody was younger. Yeah. Everybody was full of joy um, that we got away, first of all, from Lebanon and mm-hmm. got to join uh, the rest of the family. Um, my mother should have probably picked New York City for us to live in because Mm. a lot of her family was there. Mm -hmm. Instead, she picked Boston. And even though we only had my one uncle here, my dad's brother, um, she preferred Boston. And um, Because it was more quiet. She thought it was a better place to raise her kids Mm. and just quieter and cleaner. Um, And of course, my aunt... um, was sad because she she had been waiting for my yeah. uh, my mom to join her for many years um and you know then when my mom said that she wanted to live in Boston instead of New York City I think that was hard um but we were in New York for a few weeks and then came over to Boston so I always remember New York City being that place where you know you you picture it with the statue of Liter- liberty and uh immigrants coming into New York City with Ellis Island you know, we didn't do that, but mm. <laughs> uh, we mm. came by plane. Yeah. Um, but it <laughs> was a da. similar. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine coming from yeah. Lebanon by boat. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I would throw myself <laughs> over the boat. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, it was such a happy time, um, and we went to New York City a lot on. Um, for vacations, and I remember visiting my aunt's house, um, and just staying over and um, spending time with my cousins, going into Manhattan, um, and it was a special time. And just you know, the last few years have been really tough because it's it's saying goodbye to that chapter in my life, yeah. and. Um, you know, and, and then you start looking at those who are even closer, like my parents, um, and just, it's like you don't know when when those goodbyes will come, yeah. and it's, it's really hard to think about, and it's been hard seeing my mom and my dad um, face this, because 
my mom has no other siblings. Her parents passed, uh, her siblings are gone, and my dad only has one surviving brother. So, um, yeah, I, I guess you can look at it as, um, at a certain age, it's, it's their time. Yeah. Right. Um, and my mom always says it's, these are difficult times, but she would never want to see her children, um, suffer before she goes. Mm. I think that that would be the hardest blow. Yeah. With my grandmother, yeah, with my mom's mother, she lost two children while Mm. she was alive. Mm -hmm. And she always would say no parent should bury their own child. Yeah. And you hear this and um, no matter what, it's like you don't want to say goodbye to your parents either. And it's... Uh, and and death is I feel like it's so final and and you don't nobody knows what comes after and um, we all hope. But sometimes there else. are hints and uh, there yeah. are hints of it in dreams, which is uh, pretty interesting. And uh, you know, like loved ones visit you in dreams. I yeah. don't know if you have had uh, experiences like that. Um, and. Uh, I mean, that's happened to me with my grandfather. Mm-hmm. And uh, my grandfather, who uh, in Lebanon, my mom's uh, mom and dad, they pretty much raised me there in Lebanon. And we used to go over to their house all the time. So I remember my grandfather fondly. He was a very funny guy. And when he passed away in 2002, or was it, two, yeah, 2002, mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't want to see him when he ended up at the hospital because I just wanted to remember him the way he was, not how he was he in was those in last California. days. He was in California too, yeah. And I, I just wanted to remember him how he was. And then ever since then, I just never saw him. And I kept on thinking, like, why isn't he coming in my dreams? Or why isn't, like, where is he? Or, you know, life after death, does, does it really exist? And um, uh, I think it was a month ago uh, that... I uh, I remember it was on a Saturday and it was a really rough day because I had news. Uh, there was a lot going on in that day in my personal life and just emotionally. Uh, plus, on top of that, I got news of uh, uh, an Armenian mother, very young, uh, passing away from COVID and leaving behind two young kids which broke my heart to pieces Mm. you know just you know like in our small community uh, another you know armenian young armenian mom uh passing away from covid and leaving behind a two-year-old and i think the other one wasn't even one year old like it's just it was heartbreaking on top of everything else and i was kind of mentally going through a crisis on top of that just feeling really down and I remember even going to bed early that night just because I just I just want to go to sleep and shut off my brain and I remember in my dream uh, walking into this party and there was this house which I don't know whose house it was and there was a ton of people there I knew nobody in there but there was this party going on and out of the crowd I'm, I'm standing there I'm going what am I doing here whose house is this what's going on out of the crowd there was my grandfather and he was standing right in front of me like across from uh, that room like the crowd kind of parted and there he was uh, and he looked 
uh, young and old at the same time. I don't know how to describe <laughs> it. I he looked like how I remembered on. him. Yeah, he yeah. looked like how I remembered him. But he he was smiling like he's never smiled before. His face was glowing. His white hair was shining. He still had that white hair like I remembered him. But he just it was him, but it wasn't him also. And he gestured me to come come over to him. And I walked over, I knew it was him, but at the same time, I was like, is it really him? Because, but I knew it was him, feeling-wise. And he called me over to this next room where there was nobody in there, and he gestured me to sit down next to him, and I did. And I remembered this, like, like it's happening now. I'm sitting right next to him, and he kept on talking to me, and talking to me, and talking to me, which felt like hours and days in this dream. And I kept on listening to him, uh, but I couldn't hear his voice, but he was talking to me and I was listening to him. And then the next morning I woke up and when I woke up, I kid you not, I felt so rejuvenated. I felt so alive and I felt so like a weight was lifted off of me. And I felt like, okay, there's hope. Uh, the world can go on. And I felt like I could do anything. It, it was a boost to my, I don't know what, immune mental immune system or whatever you want to call it uh, and for the life of me I had no idea what we talked about like I got up and I tried to remember what was he saying to me that I woke up and I felt the way I did because I felt like a newborn it just so right after that and this is a month ago and he had I had never seen him in my dreams but he showed up that many years later right when I needed him mm-hmm. I felt and whatever he said in my dreams and again I still don't know what he said but it was something I needed to hear apparently so I don't know if this is my mind making this up but I think not I solely believe that he appeared to me and he told me what I needed to hear which gave me that boost that I really desperately needed that day mm-hmm. And uh, so call it what you will, afterlife or whatever, but I truly think our loved ones, uh, they're somewhere. Call it heaven, call it whatever you want to call it. But the spirit does live on. I truly believe in that, that energy. And whenever we need them, whenever we're at our lowest or whatever, I think they just show up to us. I, um... (sighs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm... I'm having a difficult time with this because um, I, I want to talk about my grandmother, but I also thought about my grandfather. Mm. So, like I was saying, my grandfather, I was pretty young when I lost him. Um, I wasn't even two. Um, and so I shouldn't remember him. But for some reason, I remember his voice. Mm. And one time my mom had a recording of him on a tape and I listened to him and the voice sounded exactly as I remembered it. And I thought, how could I even remember that? Hmm. I was so young. Um, And then, as you know, I've been writing poetry this Mm -hmm. past year. For the first time for me as well, I dreamt about my grandfather. Really? Okay. Wow. And um, he appeared in my dream, and I wrote a poem about this. And in it, it looked like he was in some kind of bazaar, um, like souk uh, shop, mm. uh, like this Middle Eastern uh, okay. 
uh, bazaar. Yeah. You know, full yeah. of shops. Like you've seen the 40s, 30s, 40s. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and cents and. Yeah. Um, or they're selling all kinds of mm-hmm. things. And um, his shop that he owned, and it felt so natural to me as if this was his job. You felt um, like you were there many times before. Like I like was it looked there, familiar. It, you know how in your dreams you see a house that yes. you're in and it's your house, but yeah. it's not your house. It's not your house, yeah. And you're like, whose house is yes. that? Why yeah. do I feel like it's my house, but it looks yeah. different? So with this, it was his shop, but mm. I know he was he never had a shop like that. Yeah. It was a music shop. Hmm. And my mom had told me um, a story about him having an oud yeah, that he okay. would play. Okay. Um, so he never had an oud shop, okay. but he used to love playing the okay. oud. Um, and in this shop, it was a music shop with ouds hanging from the ceiling mm-hmm. and guitars. And so I I walk in and it was uh, strangely quiet hmm. for that kind of shop where it should be just bustling with energy. It was yeah. Quiet as if everybody was quiet so we could have a conversation. Interesting. Um, and my grandfather smiled at me. And I don't remember how the conversation started. Hmm. But he talked about how he was um, happy that I was continuing with the music. Interesting. And I don't want to go into that too much because it, it will reveal a little more than I want to reveal right now about my life. Yeah. So I wrote a poem about this, um, seeing him in my dream. And um, he spoke to me as an adult. And I've only known him as a young child. Hmm. Um, But it felt like a normal conversation. Like I just saw him yesterday. Wow. And like he knew me and he mm. was proud of me and happy with where I've come. Um, and it was the strangest thing when I woke up. It, it felt so real. Yes. But then I knew he never had a music shop. Um, he was a mechanic with my uncle and um, but loved music, apparently, from what my mom would say. But the conversation just felt so real in my dream. And, you know, it makes you wonder, is it something we make up? Hmm. Or are they visiting us in our dreams? Well, they Um, are a part of us, you know, if you go DNA, you know, uh, (laughs) routes. Uh, Is it our hopes? You know, it makes you wonder, what is a dream? Is it our... Our deepest hope. But how much is a brain capable of uh, making all that up, including conversations and feeling and yeah. Uh, so because it's the just... the alternative is that we're being visited, <laughs> and yeah. it's oh. that you have these spirits that, and th- this all sounds really strange, I'm sure, but you have these spirits visiting you, and I've had a lot of supernatural experiences in my life. And, you know, and when you try and make sense of it, it doesn't make sense. Well, maybe There's spirit none of it makes sense. is not the right word to use. Spirit just, you know, makes it so plain, though. Uh, you know, maybe it's something we're not meant to understand. And we just go with it, like time. Or, yeah. I mean, you know. if you were to talk about angels, let's yeah. say. My, my mother has said this many times. And she said, you know, somewhere 
um, I believe in the Bible or wherever she's read it, it says that in the next life we don't recognize each other. You don't recognize family members. And it's made me wonder, is that because you're happy and then you're not attached? Yes, you're it's, one. You're one. You, Everybody's there's, there's the same. No, right. Everybody yeah. is connected. Exactly. Um, yeah. And and so what is this that we're going through? And it, is it our hopes? Is it um, our fantasies uh, coming to us? It's. Well, I I just I I've been trying to make yeah. sense of it all just because of losing uh, people and that you don't want to let yeah. go of. And I didn't have my grandfather long enough yeah. in my life, and he was um, a genocide survivor. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I always feel like there were so many conversations I would have loved to have had with him. Uh, he would have been the only one in the family to remember and be able to tell um, those stories. And all I have of him are bits and pieces. And then I wanted to mention, um, so when I was uh, in college, I had the opportunity to intern at two different places. Okay. Uh, I think I told you about this. So I... I was one had, of them Washington, D.C.? So I had yeah. that opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. intern at the U.S. Senate. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other opportunity was to intern at Random House Publishing. <laughs> and <laughs> as an English major yeah. at Boston College, you would think that I would have picked Random House in New York City. But instead, I wanted to do the U.S. Senate internship. <laughs> and um, that's what I picked. I wanted to be in Washington, D.C. I wanted to be in that political world um, and see what that's like. I haven't regretted that decision. Okay. What was the attraction to go to... I've always been interested in politics. Really? And I, okay. at the same time, I also knew that the competition um, in publishing and the editing world was intense. Mm-hmm. And I love writing my own work. Um, And I love reading books, but I don't want to be told, here is a bunch of books we want you to read. Yeah. And like it or not, (laughs) this is what you're going to edit or this is what you're going to publish. And um, I I just thought about what my life was going to look like um, after college. And I knew it wasn't going to be in a publishing company um, doing other people's work work yeah uh it had to be something that i either created on my own Mm -hmm. and would be able to publish things that i enjoy publishing yeah um and i feel like i've i'm getting there Mm -hmm. with where i am now yeah um so i picked the internship in washington dc and um i was an intern for uh senator john Kerry. Mm -hmm. That experience was amazing. Um, I got to work um, uh, doing research in the uh, Senate library. I went to congressional hearings. um, Got to meet a lot of uh, senators and Mm -hmm. representatives. So 
and you always could tell which ones they were even if you weren't familiar with them just okay. because they were all super tall <laughs> and i'm not very tall when, <laughs> when average did, when did politicians become superstars i you know uh, i, what, I think there's happens? something in the the prerequisite yeah. that says you have to be you know, over six, six foot feet. Yeah. Call um, to to qualify as yeah. <laughs> as a senator. Yeah. Or, um, so anyway, the reason I bring up that internship is because my grandmother was in a nursing home at that time, and I remember before I left, um, I went to visit her, and and I have a picture of me looking at her, and she was in her wheelchair, and it's this dark picture. Um, but you can see she looks sad, and I, um, I, I knew it was going to be the last time that mm -hmm. I would see her. Mm. So I knew that, um, in a sense, I was saying goodbye to her uh, before going to DC. Uh, the internship was for the summer, um, and uh, it, it would be two to three months long. Um, and I would be living in um, at Georgetown University. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I knew once I went over there, I wasn't going to be coming back. So I remember that time um, kind of feeling very final with her. Um, I, I knew she was never gonna go back home um, and that most likely I wouldn't see her again. Um, so I said goodbye. Um, I didn't tell her then that I was uh, leaving town, mm. that I would be going on an internship because okay. she wouldn't have understood it at that yeah. point. Um, so I, I couldn't bear telling her that I would be away. Um, and, and then I went to Washington DC and I remember probably a month into it, I was always going out with the other interns in the group and um, we were always busy with going to clubs and everything after we've had our days at work. Mm -hmm. And I just thought there, something feels off about this. I feel like there's a, a life that I've left behind and yeah. here I am enjoying myself. Um, with friends and at one point I I basically looked around and thought what am I doing here and I just I felt like I was going through a mini depression I mm. guess okay um, and I shouldn't have been just because it was a happy time mm. um, that night I remember going into one of the Georgetown University chapels it was completely empty okay. at night. And I was there alone. I sat in um, one of the pews and I think I started crying. Hmm. And I don't know why, but I thought of her. And I won't go into that too much, but I went back to my, um, to the dorm and I told my um, roommate that my grandmother is dying 
the next morning my mother called me at 6 a.m. Yeah. Mm. And said that my grandmother went into a coma. Oh, wow. Okay. And she hadn't said anything before then. Yeah. I don't know why I felt the way I did that night. Yeah. Um, but that morning, I remember I suddenly cried and my roommate woke up and she knew right away because I shared with her the night before what I was feeling. And I asked, um, my mother, um, if I should go back Mm -hmm. and see my grandmother. And she said, she won't know you're here. You know, she, she can't. She's not awake. Yeah. She, you know, she yeah. has no idea what's going on. So what's the point of coming now? Yeah. Um, and we don't know how long this is going to take. So, um, you know, eventually she did pass. And I remember taking a train ride back to Boston and just thinking of her that whole time and wondering what was I doing in D.C.? What was the yeah. point of all of that? And... Um, and of course, you know, we, I was at the funeral, and so th- this was when I was 20 or 21. Um, so that was my last grandparent. Yeah. Mm. And I feel like I didn't have enough time with yeah. any of them. So all I've had is just these memories and pieces of them, you know, and my aunts and uncles, and slowly that's going. Yeah. And what are we left with other than pictures and memories and dreams? Uh, I mean, as far as spirits or anything else we talked about, um, I don't know. (laughs) But I've had some weird happenings around me, too. And one of them is, as you were telling me this this story, it reminded me of uh, my mom's aunt when she passed away. Mm -hmm. And um, she had gotten into an accident and she was... Uh, elderly at the time and when they took her to the hospital um, so she was I guess in a coma in a way and from the accident I don't want to go too much into it but the infection was taking over and uh, the doctor said you know it's it's pretty bad and we have to um, all we can do is just ease her pain right now and I remember her having tubes and all of that, her eyes were closed and they had put her to sleep. But I think she was also awake mentally Mm -hmm. because I remember reaching over and talking to her and telling her, it's gonna be okay, you know, they're taking care of you. And as I was talking to her, uh, I remember like a single tear came down from the side of her eye, which shocked me because, you know, as I was talking to her, I didn't think she was awake. I thought she was sleeping, but she was actually hearing me because, you know, otherwise, <laughs> like know. this this tear. If you try and it, it's, think about it, it's, yeah. And all I could do is I was trying to comfort her, uh, you know, just trying to, and, and I'm not, you know, as we discussed, you know, I, I can be very emotional and uh, you wonder why, you know, I like happy movies. But uh, as I was talking to her, that was the, the last time, you know, I was with her and trying to comfort her. And I remember that tear coming down from the side of her eye. And then the doctors told us to leave. And then the next day I was at work and I got the phone call that she had passed away. I mean, this this was the sweetest woman. Uh, 
uh, you know, you, you could have met. Uh, very, uh, how should I put it? Um, wouldn't hurt anybody. She's, mm-hmm. you know, and the way she went was just horrible. But uh, so the next day when they, the doctors told me she had passed away, it was a blow to the gut. <laughs> And the following day, which was on a Sunday, I think it was on a Sunday, and I got up really early in the morning to go to work. And uh, I got in my car, and as I was driving on this long street, there was no cars on the road. I remember it being kind of misty, this road. And uh, I mean, where I am is kind of residential, even though it's like a main road, and there's a huge school there. Mm -hmm. As I was driving by, all of a sudden, this has never happened to me, right? As I was driving by, I felt like there was something following me on my right Mm -hmm. as I'm driving the car. And I looked over, and it was a deer. Mm -hmm. There was a deer running next to my car with me. And as I'm driving straight, and there's no cars around me. I'm looking to my right, to the passenger side, and there's a deer running. And the deer kind of is looking at me, but I kid you not for, I mean, it felt like a lifetime, but that deer just ran with my car for a good distance. And then it just cut into the woods and it just disappeared. And all I could think of looking at that deer was my aunt. Your aunt. Yeah, and uh, and again, it gave me that good sensation, good feeling, or whatever, as if she was saying thank you. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that was. But when I went to work, I just, I mean, that never happens. Yeah. I've never, you know. And this this was actually your your mom's. Aunt. My mom's aunt. Yeah. 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 So it's my great aunt. Yeah. Yeah. And Armenian, we call. We call her aunt. Yeah. yeah. There's no great aunt or whatever. She she never you know she didn't have any kids and. Her husband passed away a long time ago, and she was very independent. She went here, there, and um, and unfortunately, she got hit by a truck as you know she was crossing yeah. the street. Uh, you, which you would call her, her Morkur. I would call her Morkur. Mother's yeah. sister. Mother's sister. But yeah. it was really your grandmother's My sister. grandmother's yeah. sister. And that day that she got into the accident, she had actually come to see her. Uh, older sister. sister my grandmother who had come to visit from California yeah. so she was actually coming out to see her sister and and she, and she got into an accident and and that's that was the end of that but yeah. it just that whole me driving and the deer running next to me for what it felt well, like a she, long time she was, was just crossing a street yes and, and got hit and by she a was truck. by a truck yeah. yeah who didn't see her across the street yeah um, so yeah I uh, <sighs> I know but, that's that's a that was a tough one. Yes, um, I remember that. But I guess um, it goes into back into saying we don't know, you know, uh, what's. I mean, it could it could have just been a deer that was r- deer, running next to I, me. But where we I feel where like we it, live, it wasn't. Just yeah, because where we live, there are no deers. <laughs> you know, it's a residential area. We're not in the forest or in the woods or anything like that. There's a lot of people around, but that day it was just very quiet, very misty. It felt eerie, and I felt like I was the only one on the road. It was early in the morning, and this deer came out of nowhere and just was running next to me and then it just kind of disappeared didn't you feel like that about a butterfly a butterfly uh, my grandmother and my mom's uh, uh, mom uh, one day uh, I was in the garden and I was doing something and all of a sudden I started thinking about my grandmother and she was just 
she was everything to me when I was uh, a young boy and being the first one in the family. Uh, and, and she I just kind of raised you. Yeah, she, she kind of raised yeah. me in Lebanon. Yes, yeah. and uh, she and I was doing some gardening, and there were no animals around me, no butterflies, no nothing. And I just kept on thinking about her, and I said, "I wish I could see you." And all of a sudden, this white butterfly started flying right in front of my face, just kind of went around me, uh, and just it just right up to my face. And as I was looking at it, it just hovered there and it just flew off. Mm. And that was it. And I said, thank you, grandmother. So every time now I see a white butterfly, I think it's her. Yeah. Was it a white butterfly? Yeah, it was a white butterfly. Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's, so it's weird things like that. Yeah. I mean, whoever's yeah. listening, I'm sure you're probably thinking, oh my God, we, come on. But you know what? That, yeah. It's, <laughs> but... Uh, it, whether it's if it's true or not it means something to me it's real to me and you know what that's that's all that matters because this is all personal you know my stories are personal to me and they're real to me and they make me feel good uh, and they actually give me that boost just like your stories are personal inspired. to you yeah and so it means something to you this past year um, uh, over a year has felt really strange yes to me um, so just what was it the end of 2019 going into 2020 uh was a really really hard time for me personally um i felt like i was going through a lot um i felt like i was going through some deep depression as well um i wasn't in social media at yeah. that point um but then for some reason something happened um and i felt energized and that January, I think I joined Instagram. <laughs> and, for, and everything went downhill. And, you know, <laughs> no. Yeah, social media can be so an interesting I, double-edged sword. I've never loved, I've never liked social media, um, ever. Uh, because you're a just, private person to begin with. And by private, I mean I don't like to talk about a, a lot in my personal life. Yeah. And um, otherwise, I like to talk. Yeah. <laughs> I like to tell stories. I like to write, and I want people to interact. So social media has been interesting because as much as I hate it, yeah. in some ways, it did help me yeah. um, in the beginning to come out of that depression. Because you realize, as humans, we need one another, especially yeah, during COVID, because we're... Heard, yeah, and I've you met, know, like, you know, some really interesting people. Yes, definitely. And then you mm. read things um, that people write, and it's like they're going through so much, mm -hmm. and you want to reach out and hug them and yeah. help them. Because you realize you're not alone. But then you're not you don't the only know one. if they're real. Yeah, I know. You don't know <laughs> like, if they're bots or I don't not. Know yeah, who I'm no, talking I'm, I'm to sure. here. Yeah. Um, and it it's a strange thing, and it helped me, but. Um, it made me remember, um, I, I just thought about my grandmother now, again, um, and, you know, when they come to us, I feel like, you know, with the stories that you're telling me, the dreams, mm -hmm. um, the dreams that I've had and the stories, it's always felt like there's this level of forgiveness in, yeah, in that narrative. Yeah. And there's this calming effect. The weight is lifted. Yeah, but yeah. Th there's a forgiveness. And I don't know what it's for. 
um, if it's a personal thing, like they're forgiving you for something or uh, just forgiveness in general. But with my grandmother, um, before I left to DC, I remember I was in the room with her. It was just me and her. Um, so my grandmother only spoke Armenian with me. Um, but growing up as a child, she only spoke Turkish. Mm. So a lot of Armenian genocide survivors who escaped from Turkey, who were able to escape from Turkey, from the Ottoman Empire, um, had only grown up speaking Turkish. She learned Armenian in Lebanon. So she escaped with her family when she was three, I think. Um, and so she um, grew up speaking Turkish with her mother and um, siblings, but then learned Armenian in Lebanon. Um, so I've only, I had only known my grandmother to speak Armenian with me. And she would speak Turkish with elderly mm. Armenians, um, and sometimes with my mother. Um, so at the uh, nursing home, just before I left for DC, um, I remember I um, sat down and was speaking in Armenian to her. She wasn't responding. My mother had said that um, for the last few weeks, she had been um, reverting back to Turkish. Hmm. And so when I sat there with her, I was speaking in Armenian with her, she wasn't responding. Hmm. And this is the grandmother who always had time to talk with me and always understood me and always would tell me stories and um, was always talkative. She wasn't responsive, even though she was awake. And, you know, I remembered what my mom said about the Turkish, and I don't speak Turkish, but I only knew how to say a few things, and one of them was, um, which means, I love you very much. Mm -hmm. And I said that to her, okay, and my grandmother, even though she was awake when I was speaking to her in Armenian, she looked kind of in a trance. Mm -hmm. When I said that to her in Turkish, mm -hmm. she, her eyes wide open. Mm. She just turned to me and said something back mm -hmm. in Turkish. And I just felt like this crushing blow inside, like I have no idea what you're telling me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I felt like she was teaching me forgiveness. Mm to let go of that heavy burden of not liking a language yeah. or hating something that I didn't want to think about it. Yeah. And I wanted to forget the fact that she spoke Turkish, yeah. that there was any attachment to Turkey, a place that was all negative for me mm -hmm. because of what my grandparents had experienced yeah. and what they, their families had been through. And at that moment, she showed me that this was her childhood mm -hmm. and now she's reverting back to it yeah and it was the only connection i had with her and it was this full circle yeah. of you know when a child is born yeah 
the experiences they go through, and then and as they're leaving this back. world, mm -hmm. they go back to it for whatever reason. It is a is full it circle. Yeah. Because they're remembering yeah. their parents. Mm -hmm. And it did feel like she was telling me to let go of whatever heavy mm -hmm. burden I was holding um, mm. inside. And it was a freeing experience. It was crushing because mm -hmm. I didn't know what she was saying. I told my mother about this and she said, I'm sure she told you she loves you mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And I thought, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what she said but I wanted to understand it it was a language I didn't want to learn never yeah. wanted to learn and at that moment I, I thought I wish I could understand you yeah um, and so you know things like that come to me and we think about our loved ones and you know I brought up the fact that um, with dreams they're teaching us something mm -hmm. some lesson and it's that they're trying to lift this darkness out of us. Yeah. And at that moment, I felt that way with her, too. Yeah. And it wasn't a dream. It was in reality. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to bring up one last thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I just want to mention that we're having this conversation and it's not scripted. So yeah, um, no, we're just talking just, here. Well, none of our things are scripted. Yeah, but this is really... There's so no, none of it is planned. We don't know yeah, we how don't, it's starting and where it's We don't write and, scripts for these. No, yeah. I, I don't have time for <laughs> No, no, um, no we're, so we're just, just, we're just talking. Yeah, it's a conversation. And, um, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to what we're saying. I mean, this is, you know, life and death are just part of this whole thing that we're in. And nobody yeah. knows. And nobody knows. I mean, we, yeah. we, I, I'm a very spiritual person, and I like to believe there's something else. I, you know, whenever people say there's nothing else, I say there has to be something else. Because you're saying goodbye to a loved one. If you're saying there's nothing else, you're never going to see that person ever again. And it's this deep hope inside that we will see each other again. Mm -hmm. This isn't a goodbye yeah um and whatever form yeah that is i mean look at the butterfly two different forms right yeah I, to be I, to, I personally uh, don't believe know. in reincarnation <laughs> i believe that our souls go somewhere i <laughs> if it's heaven or yeah. whatever um so this past year i've been doing a lot of writing writing a lot of poems and um, we talked about this in one of the previous episodes. I lost count of how many poems I've been able to write. One of them was based on a dream I had many years ago, and I can't remember exactly when I had it, um, as a young adult, probably. Um, and I remember the dream was really clear with me being on an island, the island was burning, and there were people heading out, swimming out towards these small boats, um, scrambling to get on, and I just stood there, I remember there was no one else on the island except for me, and it, I felt calm, strangely, mm -hmm. even though the island was burning. And then suddenly, as if I woke up from a dream, I 
jumped into the water and it was dark all around except for the burning mm-hmm. island um, and the reflection on the water. Um, and I jumped into the water and started swimming towards one of the boats. And I, all the boats were full and I begged one of uh, the boats to stop and I said, uh, I need to get in, I need to um, escape and they wouldn't let me on. And then finally I said something like, I'll help you row the boat. Mm. At that point, they pulled me in. Wow, okay. And I remember I was sitting in the boat, looking back at the island, seeing the orange flames and thought of how beautiful it looked. Everywhere else was dark. It's like a dark ocean, Mm -hmm. right? And then if you can picture this bright orange light um, and the heat coming from the island and all I could think about was how beautiful it was Mm. and I felt calm and when I woke up I realized I was dreaming about Lebanon and how we escaped Mm. and I remember the night that we escaped we were driving towards uh, the port the airports were closed so we were gonna leave by boat or by ferry um, and uh, as we were driving uh, we were on the highway on my right I remembered seeing burning buildings with the bright orange flames mm-hmm. and on the left so this was at night so uh, other than the burning buildings everything else was dark Yeah. Um, so on my left was the Mediterranean Sea um, and that picture has stayed with me for many years and when I had that dream it reminded me of that experience that specific um, moment in time Mm -hmm. of my escape from Lebanon and it's one of those things where again in dreams you're brought back to a moment and time or you know whatever it was I don't know but Mm. it felt like this weight was lifted off of me Mm. Um, and going back to the whole forgiveness piece yeah I don't know what I was forgiving I don't know what I was letting go of but it felt like some dark part of me yeah had left me Um, and when I had that dream It almost was a reminder of there was so much beauty there Mm -hmm. um, and that I had to say goodbye to and and I had to come to terms with that Mm -hmm. and I don't think I had ever done that before and I feel like with dreams it's like our final goodbyes maybe yeah because I don't know if I've ever dreamt the same thing again. Like, if... Yeah. I've never dreamt of my grandfather again. Mm. I had that once, and that was it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't repeating. Yeah. And the dream with Lebanon, same thing. I've had a lot more personal um, 
dreams um, that I don't want to share. Yeah. Uh, but maybe you can talk um, about something else because right now my my brain <laughs> feels a little. Well, fried. I think uh, I think as far as this episode, we uh, touched base on a lot of important parts from our past and. Uh, our feelings of lost ones so we can uh, end this episode and uh, uh, maybe we can talk about dreams again some other time but as far as this I think a lot of people who listen to this will relate can relate all right Greg so let's pick up next time um, with your mythology and beyond channel okay. you can talk a bit about some of those episodes okay um, yep. And uh, they'll be happier subjects, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be covered today. No, there will be. I'm feeling a mean, little down right now. Well, I um, mean, this is a heavy topic where, that we just covered. You know, yeah, death but, and dreams. You know, you know I, I you know. don't know why I even thought about talking about this today. I think it's um, something you just needed to get off your shoulders. And a lot of people, I think, can relate. Yeah, I, you know, for, I think for a lot of people out there, it's been a rough few years. Two years, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been very interesting. Yeah. And, and speaking of a rough two years, uh, I graduated, I got my master's in 2019 yeah. from Harvard. Um, which was just before, just before the pandemic. COVID. Yeah, which is um, so the May 2019, and then by yeah. what March of 2020, yes, this pandemic. February, started. March. February, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's been really crazy. Yeah, surreal. Yeah. And um, and it was right after commencement that I started feeling kind of down. Yeah. Um, just for various reasons yeah and um and so the writing has really helped me i mentioned social media but really the writing has has helped a great deal just trying to get everything a lot of the personal stuff out um on paper and i had put all of that on hold writing a lot of technical stuff mm -hmm. um from my master's and you know, I'm, I'm a creative person, and that was a hard mm -hmm. few years for me. Yeah. And I think it took away years from my soul uh, <laughs> in order to write that uh, thesis. Hmm. And, um, and for me to actually come out of it and then start writing something creative yeah. and something that was just me that didn't include data. <laughs> yeah. So it was from my soul, yeah. heart and soul. Yeah. Um, I needed to get that out, and I, this, that's what I wanted to talk about. That this past year and a half or so, has really been um, time for healing and just trying to find myself again. Next time, let's talk about your mythology and beyond channel. Sure. And see where that takes yeah. us. Um, no scripts. Okay. <laughs> Who knows where? No, we'll, we'll talk about the mythology and beyond what channel. Confessions and, we'll make. Uh, yeah, and we'll laugh, and and you can make fun of me, <laughs> and I'll try to make you laugh. But I, I'm so yeah. exhausted right I'm, now. I'm I sure you are. Can, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a heavy topic we covered, yeah. and again, you know, a lot of people will relate to this topic because you know, life and death are, you know, what humans are about. So <laughs> that's what and, we're about. Huh? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're born. 
born, we experience, we die. And then who knows what happens after. <laughs> and that's that's what it is. So and we're visited by butterflies. Sure. That's yeah. uh, that's life. <laughs> and dreams give us yeah. hope. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. So sounds like we're done here. Yes. Okay. Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye.